Attention all patriots, it's time for the Signal 50 Podcast, where we talk about the hard truth about today's current events. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Signal 50 Podcast with your hosts, Alpha and Bravo. Bravo, how are you doing this fine day? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Alpha? Sounds uh, sounds very chipper. Yes, it's a yeah. nice day outside, a little brisk, but hey, you know, it's winter. <laughs> Yeah, it is winter, and it's been uh, it's been a very cold winter, uh, a little colder than what we're used to. But you know what? Uh, that'll date the show a little bit. We do pre-record these programs now because we've changed format a little bit, and we're trying to keep ahead of the news because everything is traveling so quickly these days. Right. So, we talk about that hard truth about today's current events, but we also want to keep the light on those stories that we don't want to forget about because I'm just as guilty as everyone else about having short-term memory loss. You know, uh, without further ado, let's let's get right, let's dive right into the things that uh, we should be keeping an eye on and nobody's really giving a lot of in-depth on. You're getting a very, you're getting the frosting on the cookie, I guess, mm. and, and you're not getting, you're not getting the meat of the issue on several things. Mm-hmm. And the number one thing that, uh, you know, is in the news, and that's that's a little bit frightening, is what's going on in the Ukraine. Uh, It's not frightening in and of itself what's going on in the Ukraine. The frightening part is how our government is reacting to what's going on in the Ukraine. Don't you agree? Hit the alarm, said send everything. And I'm like, why? There's no smoke condition. (laughs) You know, that's not a big deal here. Well, I I agree. I I, Listen, okay, let's just preface everything we're saying with, look, if, if the threat to the people of the Ukraine is really serious, which, you know, if the Russians do invade, I'm, I'm not going to say it's not serious, but I, I just don't understand the 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 knee jerk from our government um, as far as the Ukraine is concerned. Right. And mm-hmm. I completely agree with you that I think the messaging is just it's it's weird. Yeah, it's it's it sounds like narrative building to me. It sounds like that we need to try and get get people to think a certain way or, or panic, you know, uh, nothing ever happens when you, we panic, I, I would say. Well, I, I agree. I think it is narrative building and I, I want to know, it seems to be they're using what's going on in the Ukraine as kind of a distraction because the white house national security advisor, his name is Jake Sullivan. He's, he's kind of a dope. Mm-hmm. Um, he said in the Sunday talk show that Russia could in, invade Ukraine any day. All right. Okay. So what does that mean? We don't know. Tomorrow, the next day, next we, week, we don't know. Hey, we maybe don't next know. month, you know, launching a conflict that will come at an enormous human cost and, and they would be using false flags to justify um, their actions in doing so. And, and the Russians are creating a propaganda film to justify invasion of the Ukraine, et cetera, et cetera. And there was actually a, a, a pool reporter that challenged Jake Sullivan on that and said, you better prove it. Show me where, well, I'm telling you, we declassified the information. This is what mm. I'm telling you. This is the briefing. This is the information I'm giving you. And the pool reporter is like, he he totally threw the BS flag. He's mm-hmm. like, listen, he's like, listen I, I, I understand what you're saying, but you have to understand that you're, you have no credibility. You know, you're the same people that said there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, mm. uh, you know, and the list of, of mistruths and missteps and, and the pullout from Afghanistan wouldn't be a disaster. And it was a measured pullout and blah, 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 blah. He's like, come on, cut the crap. I want to see the intel. You need to make that available if you're going to commit troops over there. This is just ridiculous. 
So that, that to me yeah. was the first act of real journalism in a long time. Yes. He certainly did co commit a, uh, a, a random act of journalism. And, and I think the question that we have to ask, and, and we have theories as to why, but you, the listener out there, we want to give you some information, not tell you what to think, maybe give you some ammunition in, in, in your, in your kit to formulate a better opinion about things. Sure. So, you know, what, why is the messaging so strong from Biden's national security advisor giving uh, death estimates and time estimates and saying Kiev could be occupied? I mean, what, what is this? This is, this is a way to get people to say, um, yep, we heard about that. No big deal. Move on because everyone's worried about their own personal lives. They're not thinking about the grand scheme of things in terms of the grand, the big picture. You know, you always want the big picture when you're, when you're looking at things to make decisions based upon data that's presented. So if they get it out there and like, man, it's no big deal, or this could be that, don't worry, we got it. You just take care of your own masks and your own, you know, nonsense going on here. Yeah. Wear your I mask, think that's the way. Wear your mask, get your booster, nothing to see here. Right. Um, maybe they're just desensitizing everybody to the idea that we're, uh, we're going to get involved in some kind of a conflict over there. I, I think that's a very bad idea. I'd also like mm -hmm. to know um, who authorized $200 million worth of military goods to be sent over there without Congress's approval. Uh, uh, we're going to start that. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's uh, Rand Paul should be up in arms right now and saying, hey, bring those troops back. You're not getting the money for it. But, you know, Congress, um, we've heard stories from uh, Congresswoman Green who says, eh, they make votes by words and no one really cares and they're not doing their job and they're all getting paid for it. So right. there's, there's that, that feckless uh, uh, example of uh, the speaker of the house that's yeah. doing nothing. Anyway, our, our government is broken, Yeah, but you know, I, I really want to understand a little bit better what the, you know, we're going to have to look into it and understand it a little bit better and, and get some analysis on the situation that are, is deeper than what I can give it. We've mentioned it before. And we talked about it in the in the last in one of the last episodes that we did. And you know, we did it. We did a piece on it. You know, we we just continue this stream of tough talk against Russia. We're not even part of the equation. Mm -hmm. We're not part of the discussions that are going on in the in in France between right. Macron and and uh, Medvedev and and um, the Ukrainian uh, defense attaches. We're we're mm -hmm. not even part of that discussion. Right. So I don't understand it. Okay. I so, think it's a, it's a, it's a look over here, squirrel situation. But anyway. Yeah, yeah it totally is. So Alpha, I don't know if you heard, uh, the woke mobs at yeah. it again. Uh, they're, they're going after Rogan, but this time they seem to be taking prisoners and, uh, and, uh, then putting them, locking them away and wanting them to do exactly what they tell them to do. And that means stop putting, you know, the counter narrative out there, stop what you're doing. And in an effort for, for Joe Rogan to not be hidden into this, you know, or sucked into this vortex, he's trying to appease these, uh, Wokatarians. And it turns out that his shows are being taken out and Spotify is, uh, the president came out and said, well, we're not going to, we're not going to limit Joe Rogan. We're not going to take him off because they paid a lot of money to him. That's the bottom line there. Uh, however, uh, Joe, we're going to apologize and they want him to keep apologizing and they're trying to discredit him by him apologizing. It is ridiculous. It is sad to see. Um, he is, 
He is uh, much better than that. He was really had something good going, and then the left destroyed it because they don't like the narrative. I don't no, know listen, what I, got, I, I, I can't. I can't be too critical of Joe Rogan, okay? Because I don't have a hundred million dollars on the line like him, and I don't have fourteen million listeners uh, to mm. every episode that I put out there. You know, I, I I'm just a little guy sitting in a corner with a microphone, right? Mm-hmm. Just like you are, right? Uh, the only thing that I I can say is, you know, I've appreciated Joe Rogan's content for a long time. Mm. I think he's quite an interesting guy. I think that. A big personality like him makes an easy target for these mm. people because, you know, mm-hmm. if you start going in the way back machine, you can start picking somebody apart and look for any excuse to cancel them. But it's just, it's insane what's going on. And and I think the big mistake he did make, and, and you know, listen, I'm not trying to criticize this guy. I mean, he's, he's a multi-gazillionaire and, mm-hmm. and here I am, right? right. Uh, never apologize for your true right. beliefs. You right. never apologize yeah, and that's that is a point I was making, Alpha. There's, you have nothing to apologize for. I, I mean, you want to listen to him, listen to him. You don't want to listen, don't listen to him. That's right. And if he hurts your feelings, find something else to listen to. Don't but don't you tell don't everybody have, else what you can't listen to. That's right. And I don't know. I haven't seen this in the Constitution anywhere that you don't have the right to not be offended. Sorry, you know, get offended, go away. I'm, you know, that don't participate. Well, and everybody also has to realize that, you know, for a lot of these people that file a lot of complaints against people like uh, you, me, blah, blah, anybody who they you know disagree with over the Internet, you know, the price of being a complete and total prick to these people mm-hmm. is zero. Right. It's zero cost. They have no skin in the game. They can just sit there for free and be a prick all day long and screw your life up. Mm. So. It's it's a tough call. It's a tough yeah. call. I hope I hope Joe uh, comes out of this okay. And I really enjoy his content. I don't mm-hmm. want to see him change. He's doing he's doing really good stuff. Right. And I appreciate the content. But but just as a as a main takeaway, you cannot make a wokeitarian stop once they get their teeth in you. No, there is no appeasing these people. They will right. keep coming and coming and coming. They're like they're like sharks, right? Yep. Once they smell blood in the water, they're just going to keep. They're going to school up on you, and they will eat you alive so right joe stand tough that's right so another go time. ahead with go ahead with the next the next news story that no one's really paying attention to no one's really paying attention to the olympics <laughs> at all no it's no just, no uh, it's not being watched no one really cares um i wouldn't uh, say i wouldn't say nobody cares i care but i'm i'm boycotting okay uh, i i yeah okay well that's fair i i uh, a lot of people care, do want to watch deeply. it. I care yeah. deeply, but I, mm-hmm. I can't watch it. I I must be jaded my old age. What can I tell you? But in terms of uh, the Olympics, uh, the, the way it's going on over there is no one's really watching. I think they had 7 million viewers of the opening ceremonies. That's less people than Joe Rogan has on his podcast, <laughs> you know, listening. Um, you have uh, the Olympic um uh village is a horrible uh experience for the athletes it's usually a place of camaraderie and collegiality and everyone's getting together and talking and learning from each other everyone's <laughs> in their room is, is, that the you, Bravo, is, is that what you really think of the olympic village well it's dude no <laughs> 
the Olympic Village is about a party. It's sex, drugs, and rock and roll. All right. And, All right. and, and it's a good time for these kids. They go, they do their thing. They have a good time and yeah. they go see a different place. And, and they, and it's really a privilege to be there. And they do cut loose to a certain extent, but they're, they're not having the Olympic experience that they should be having because uh, they're in a totalitarian shithole like China. Ah, uh, well, and the thing is that uh, the Chinese um, are clamping down on people getting out and they, they're so concerned about the spread of some new variant that they may have or may not have. We can either confirm or deny, I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, these, these athletes are, um, are uh, wanting to go home. They want to yeah. get out of there as soon as possible. They don't want to be there anymore. Right. So it's We're not gonna... fun. It's not exciting. And it's not what they thought it was out to be. It's uh, unmet expectations is the way to put it. Maybe these kids are in college, just out of college, or even before they go to college there, this is a, a huge experience opportunity for them, a life mm -hmm. experience. And they want to go, they want to have that experience. Sure. They're not having that experience. They're having a horrible mm -hmm. experience. They're basically prisoners. Right. There and was they, a video I wasn't able to get a hold of, but there was an athlete crying on, on the, on the video saying that they, she tested positive for COVID. They've, they've taken her away from the village. They've locked her up in some room. She doesn't know where she's at. She can do her. She's a slider, I guess, a luge, uh, athlete. Yes. Um, and then they bring her, <clears throat> excuse me, they bring her back and, um, she can't see anybody and she's, you know, and these are athletes are like the top of the top. They're the best of the best physically, emotionally, Yes. Um, spiritually, they, they, they've trained all their lives to do this stuff. And here's this poor athlete that's crying on the, on the and having a miserable time, wants to go home. And that's not, that's not the way it should be. Uh, there's a special prosecutor that was appointed by the DOJ at uh, some point uh, a few years ago. His name is Durham. Mm -hmm. He's still out there. Yes, he is. He's still out there. And, and, and I'm reading some of the tea leaves and I, and I know we've heard it all before. There have been a couple of indictments, and there's a lot of stuff going on. There is a grand jury seated. My understanding is we need to be on the lookout for some indictments coming really soon. And some of the analysis coming from some of the people that I trust and some of the sources that I, I follow, and they've been accurate, okay? Everybody mm -hmm. had big hopes for Durham. My big hope is that at least at some point someday, the information comes out. Everybody wants something right now, but I'd really rather have it right than fast. Sure. So there's a lot of people that are, I, my understanding is there's a lot of people out there that are really nervous mm. because Lord only knows what this guy is up to. Well, that kind of goes to, you know, Durham is doing his due diligence and, and the investigation that probably should have been done a long time ago, but it's getting done now. It seems those people that are nervous are the people that are in charge right now or have, you know, you have something to hide, then you would be nervous. You would have issues with what's going to be coming out because you know, you did it, not me or you, but you know, the person that's, um, concerned about it. So I, I get it. Um, people, like I said, have short attention spans, um, and, and have long-term, uh, excuse me, long-term memory for certain events, but short-term memory for most others. And Durham, unfortunately, follows, you know, he's in, he's working in the background and no one really is, you know, no one, it's not, it's out of sight, out of mind, I guess the best way to put it. Everyone's forgotten about him. Right. Except, except the people that have something to hide are like, oh, crap, he's still <laughs> out there.
or let's try and shut them down or let's get ahead yeah. of it or let's get, yeah. we'll, we'll get Cawthorns out or we'll do this and we'll shut down Rogan and we won't get the information. We'll, we'll keep the internet shut down so nothing can get out and we'll just, it'll all blow over and we'll use that short term memory as a way to get away with it. That's that, right. So let's dive into what we're going to get into today for some of the analysis and opinion that we have on what's going on right now. Sure. Um, nobody, again, there's, there's another story that nobody's really paying attention to. It's not even getting, I think, the recognition it deserves, and it's kind of a big issue that really needs to be discussed, is Iran and mm-hmm. their quest for a nuclear weapon. Um, they have not stopped. You know, another thing, you know, listen, we've been talking all along about COVID-19. It's nothing new. It's in everybody's news cycle. It's, it's, it's being discussed by everybody. Right. And I think you're starting to see us way, you know, you got a lot of things going on around it. You know, the Canadian truckers are, you know, they, they, I think they're making an impact, um, yes. in Canada, uh, things are changing for them a little bit. We'll talk about that a little bit, you know, and, and you've got the same movement starting to pop up around the world, right? Mm-hmm. You got Germany, Israel, the Netherlands, New Zealand, Australia, and and there's talk of a massive convoy in the United States. So we'll have to see how that develops. You know, we still have a lot of mandates around, right? We yeah. A lot of mask mandates and vax mandates and vax passports and all that other crap. Uh, and a lot of these people out there are just doubling down on the vaccine boosters and masks and and whatever. And and, and something that nobody's really talking about mm-hmm. at all is the fact that Johns Hopkins came out with a massive study. So you've got, you know, the hypocrisy of the left. Mm, again, you know, got, no, <laughs> surprising. Well, that, that never really stops. You got Stacey Abrams and some of the other people. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, why are we still not talking about treatments? Mm, another whopper. A lot that's of people a, want them. That's <laughs> a big, that's a big deal. That is a big, big deal. I yep. mean, how do you, how do you, how do you fix the problem without, uh, you know, the tools to do the job? Right. And we're, we're not talking about treatments. Right. And, uh, you know, ev- you remember the big push for testing right around Christmas time? Testing, testing, testing. Yep. Let's go get tested. Test, 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 test. What, what, what why? Okay. So, yeah. Stop. So, and, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Olympics and, and how it would relate to sending folks over to, you know, the origin of, I, I don't think it's in dispute that the this virus did come from China, and and we did touch on it in the last episode that we recorded, and you'll hear some of that too, and you should remember it. Uh, there's a little bit more that's been out there, and we want to talk a little bit about that too. So why don't you lead us into our discussion about Iran? If you look at actions and words, and you look at words and actions, this makes me a little nervous. Just because if Iran wants a nuclear weapon, kind of makes me think, well, they support all this terrorism and they've given weapons to Hamas to throw bombs into Israel. You might want to consider if they had a nuclear weapon, Alpha, would they use it? They wouldn't be controlled uh, and have enough uh, self-control to not use it, in my opinion, correct? I would have to say there are two options if these folks are able to um, develop a nuclear weapon. But uh, let's let's look at some of the words from mm-hmm. retired Army Lieutenant General Keith Kellogg, who's a right. national security policy advisor. Uh, really smart dude. Um, his analysis, 
He thinks that they, the Iranians are very close to a nuclear breakout. I'm just going to paraphrase a little bit to, to mm-hmm. keep, it, keep it short. Uh, and he feels strongly that they're going to have enough enriched uranium to produce a nuclear weapon even within the year. Mm. So that's 2022. We're, we're coming very close. The Israeli, the Israeli estimate had always been 2022, 2023 before they achieved uh, the technology and the, and the raw material to build one. They're currently producing enrichment at about 60 to 70 percent or 90 percent weapons grade. They admit to it and there's no way we're going to stop it. It's a fool's move to try to get them back to the the Iran nuclear deal. It, it mm-hmm. just it just isn't going to work, according to him. I, I would tend to agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, his his thought and his emphasis should be on the thinking going forward, the strategic level thinking. What we ought to be thinking about right now is what we're going to do when they do have a breakout because it's going to destabilize the Middle East. Sir, those are great words and true words, but I would have to say that if a terrorist regime such as Iran with with plans to ruin the world acquires a nuclear device, it will destabilize the entire world. Mm-hmm. And... and uh... Uh, there's going to be a lot of, uh, uh, destruction going on if they get their hands on it. Cause they're not afraid to use it. No, they're not. And, and they want to kill the infidels, um, mm-hmm. and they really want to destroy, uh, Israel. So we have to keep in mind something about Iran. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were in Iraq, like it, don't like it, doesn't make any difference. We were there. Mm-hmm. The majority of our soldiers were maimed, killed, wounded by Iranian technology in explosively formed project, uh, projectiles, EFPs. Mm-hmm. Uh, IED technology came from them. A lot of the tactics, training, and protocol for fighting an insurgent war uh, came from them. They provided a lot of material support to the uh, Iraqi insurgency, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of foreign fighters flowed through Iran, got weapons training, etc., and came into Iraq and killed our folks. They have sworn from day one they mm-hmm. want to destroy Israel. Yeah, that's their stated mission. Mm-hmm. I have no reason to believe to not believe them. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you, do you, do you doubt them? I, I don't doubt them at all. Uh, yeah, well, you know, Trump had them fairly well contained and Obama shipped them cash on pallets and unmarked jets. Mm-hmm. Was that purposeful? I think so. I think so too. Uh, I have no reason the evidence would lead me to believe that that was purposeful. There's no accident in loading pallets of cash, American dollars. Mm-hmm on planes and shipping them to directly flying them from the United States to Iran. Okay. So what in the hell is going on here? Why would you do that? Well, I think there's a lot of reasons why that went on, uh, but let's stick to what we know. Mm -hmm. My understanding is as the Biden administration is about ready to unleash $30 billion in seized Iranian funds back to the Iranians. do, do, Do they think, does this administration really think that they are going to be able to appease these people with the stated goal of destroying 
Israel and the United States. I believe that they do. They think that, well, we're going to give you this money and you're going to behave yourselves and that's great. And meanwhile, they're going into the back room saying, we've got the Americans, we now have our money back. And they're going to well, take they, that money and they're going to invest it in more weapons. So, well, they've, they've got us right where they want us. Right. Theoretical. Yes, of course. <laughs> of course. Because Obama yeah. didn't like Israel and he was not supporting them. He gave lip service to them all the time. He dissed uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu when he got here. So now if you fast forward to today, they took out uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu. They took him out of that office. They put in some feckless leader that gets along really well with Joe Joe Biden. And they're all um, putting on their, their blinders uh, to reality. And it, Iran keeps plugging along because they set a goal and they're going for it. So, Yes, I agree. I agree. What are, what are we going to do about it? You know, um, well, I can tell you, we're not going to be doing anything except giving you more money. Well, right. This current administration is not going to stop and say, oh, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. And we're going to have to put some economic sanctions on you. Well, you just mentioned it from the top. Biden's giving them their seized money back. There you go. That's $30 billion. What can you do with $30 billion? You can create a whole lot of chaos with $30 billion. Mm. So, <laughs> I, I tell you, this is just, this is just foolish. It's foolish, bad. And we're going to be dealing with the repercussions very soon. If we don't get this, put a clamp on it. I'm, I'm afraid you're right. I mean, listen, in a, look, now we get into the, we, we, we said, we said, we stated all the problems. Okay. These are all the problems. Mm -hmm. You know, you can also say, what will this do to the Middle East? I would have to say. If Iran were able to acquire or achieve a nuclear status, a nuclear superpower status, and have a device that works, the first thing they're going to do is they're going to build one. They're going to find a little spot out in the desert, and they're going to touch it off mm. just to show the world, say, hey, <laughs> look what we got, and what are you going to do about it? Because if they've got one to blow up and one to test, that means they got another one sitting there ready to go somewhere, right? Mm on spec that that thing is going to work. So you have to think about that for a quick second. What does that do to the Middle East? Well, first of all, if they acquire a nuclear weapon and they have no compunction against using it, especially against Jews mm. or Americans, the entire world just became their hostage. Yep. Scary thing, isn't it? It is. But the, again, you and I, we're bringing this up so that it puts this thought into the forefront. That's right. Um, I would say try to get a hold of your congressperson, but mm, that's kind of hard to do. But, you know, what would I do if I were the leader of the free world? You know, you, you ask yourself, you know, what would I do if I were in Joe Biden's shoes? Aside from resign. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would most probably, uh, you know, listen, you know, Trump was a lot of things, right? And he sent yeah. mean tweets, but he was all about, hey, let's have a discussion. Hey, uh, Kim Jong-un, you know, I, I, you're kind of a dickhead and you're behaving badly, uh, but let's let's talk. And right. he's the first American president to walk into North Korea. That was a right. ballsy move. Yes, ballsy it was. move. He walked in there and he, and he formed a relationship with him. And Rocket Man didn't light off any rockets while he was a president. Right. He, he and, cut his right. crap and he was starting to communicate. It's all got to start somewhere. What would I do right. if I were in Biden's shoes? I'd call the leader of Iran and say, we're going to sit down. 
we're going to sit down. I'm not asking you. I'm telling you. We're going to sit down and we're going to talk. We're going to talk and it's going to be serious talk and there's going to be no more money. There's going to be no more nothing. Right. You're going to sit down at this table and you're not going to leave until you understand what I'm saying to you. Right. Yes, we understand that it's your mission to destroy the world and, and you know, you want to be, you know, spread your your crap around the world. We We get that. I understand mm-hmm. that. That's fine. But understand one thing. Before you get a chance to do that, unless you deter your course, I'm going to annihilate you. Right. I will not allow you to have the opportunity to seize the world as your hostage. And you better think twice. A little right. strength, right? This guy is just, they're, they're working on appeasement with these people. These people don't understand appeasement. They, they think every time they get appeased, they've won. And it right. emboldens them a little bit more. That's right. You can't do it. And poor Israel is sitting there going, Jesus. Every person in the in the nation state of Israel is scared to death mm-hmm. because, okay, Scud missiles and, and rockets and stuff from Hezbollah and Hamas and all those people. Okay, great. That's very scary. People die. We have the Iron Dome. We've got Jacob's Sling. We've got all these things that can prevent that and strategic missile defense and all that other business. We've got all that. But somebody sneaks a freaking nuclear weapon into the port of Haifa on a boat. You know, you can't really stop that. And, you know, the thing about nuclear weapons with one of those explosive warheads, a conventional warhead, mm-hmm. you know, you got to get pretty damn close to hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. Nuclear weapon, it's kind of like a hand grenade, right? You don't have right. to really be that close to hurt somebody. Right. You can take out an entire country by being, you know, 50 miles away, 40, 30, 20 miles away. Well, they say horseshoes and hand grenades. Exactly. So, <laughs> Accuracy versus uh, <laughs> well, to the target. Yeah. Well, just, just think about it. You know, uh, the people in Israel have got to be absolutely, you know, crapping kittens. Right. Like these madmen are going to get a nuclear weapon and they're going to hurt us. Yeah. And we're not talking about, you know, like the, uh, I remember the day after we were talking about that from the last show, but the, you know, the missile silo doors open up, you know, all these missiles start flying and you, you count down to what, 30 minutes when the response comes back and then everything lights up. Uh, they're not going to, they're not going to do it with a missile. They're going to do it sneaking it in the door somewhere. You know, they're going to bring it in a briefcase. Yeah. Who says it's Israel? So, you know, Hopefully they, on. they mess it up and they destroy all their plutonium cause they weren't doing it right. Yeah. They've done that once or twice. Oops. Yeah. There's an oops in the lab and you know, yeah, no more plutonium. Anyway, um, let's talk about the next uh, topic that we want to take a deeper dive in, in the fact that mandates are uh, failing across the world. You know, you hear Netherlands are dropping theirs and Sweden's dropping theirs and other countries are, you know, Finland dropped their mandates. So there seems to be some movement in that direction. That's great. And we can all thank the Canadian truckers for bringing this to the attention. I I believe they're the catalyst that got this moving. Okay. In terms of uh, the Canadian provinces, each of the provinces, Alberta, Saskatchewan, uh, Quebec, they're starting to drop the mandates. It seems that Trudeau is acting like the Pharaoh back in Egypt. If you remember the Exodus story about let my people go, (laughs) Uh, he's not letting go. Uh, He's doubling, tripling down on stupid. And that's uh, what he's doing. But the mainstream Canadian news is seems to be in league with Trudeau. Yes. What do I mean by that? 
he's portraying this, uh, the, the mainstream media there in, in Canada are portraying this as an occupation. Again, look at the narrative, look at what they're, how they're wording things. Uh, and, and the, and the, the occupation is violent. Now, if you look at the independent news, people are streaming, I'm watching different streamer, like rebel news, yes. they're doing, they're embedded with them. Amazing, amazing pictures. People are together. They're smiling. They're, they're enjoying each other's company. It really is. I mean, I kind of want to go there. Not that I could get there because, well, it's the most Canadian protest in the history of <laughs> Canadians are very friendly. I, we travel. I was there when, when I was young and traveled across oh, yeah. Canada. They're great people. And, oh, and I, we loved going through when we, when we used to live out in the Midwest, we used to cut through Canada, uh, yeah. London, Ontario, and through near Buffalo to come through to New York when we yeah. lived out, uh, out West. Yeah. And we absolutely adored it. You know, I mean, look, I mean, the Canadians are, they're very different people. Mm -hmm. uh, they're, they're pretty chill, pretty mellow. Um, they're good folks. They really mm -hmm. are good folks. And um, here's, here's some examples of how good this, <laughs> this, this occupation of quote, violent people are. The truckers uh, have a bounce house. <laughs> They, well, they, they, they set up, they set up uh, these, they set up these areas within yeah. the, within the zone there where they've got all the trucks parked, you know, entertainment for the kids and people, they've set up all these bouncy houses. I mean, <laughs> they're everywhere. It's hilarious, right? That's funny. The kids are having a great time. Yeah. They're, they're even shoveling the streets. I mean, you can't right. run snow plows through there. They begin some storms. They, they got 500 snow shovels delivered to them. So they shoveled all the streets and they cleaned everything. Okay. Every, every yeah. Everyone does every their day. part. Right. Every, they're every feeding day. the homeless, all this food that they're bringing in, the homeless are getting right. fed to, you know, it's that, great. I mean, they, one of the, one of the first things that they did was they installed a dog park. That's right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Hey, I mean, they've got a dog park. I mean, they, they're say so, no more, right. Say no so more. that's, that's the one side of this narrative, right? Yeah. Again, if you listen to the mainstream media, these violent terrorists are all taking over about why, because the mainstream media is taking their, cues from the leadership let's talk about the mayor in ottawa the mayor has declared a state of emergency because if you're not if you're not look taking your window or taking your head and sticking it out the window if you live in ottawa and you're looking around saying well this doesn't look so bad but uh, the only thing that you're doing is reading the, your phone and you're not interacting with people you're going to believe what this mayor is peddling not only is the mayor setting the, the tone, but the police are interfering with uh, the, the flow, you know, the logistics. What do truckers do? They're logistics type people, right? So they, they, need, they need flow of uh, fuel and supplies and food, and the police are cutting the supply lines. They're starting, so, to, they're starting to interfere, yeah. It's, this, is, this is crazy. I, I, and if we listen to one side versus the other, who's got the louder megaphone and they're shutting down the Facebook stuff and the, not even to mention the, the, uh, the terrible GoFundMe people oh. who, who basically was about to steal the money until they figured out legally they couldn't do that. <laughs> well, so they just well, refunded well, it all back. Right. So, so the great mayor of uh, the great governor of the state of Florida said, um, yeah, if you do that, 
on behalf of every Florida resident that made a donation to GoFundMe, we're going to open up an investigation into you. And then Greg Abbott did the same thing in Texas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And a lot of other states' attorneys general followed suit with a threat. So Mm -hmm. they're going to be returning the money. They're not going to deliver it. So they're going to use an alternate means to get these folks their money. So, yeah, that's uh, Give, Send, Go. It's a Christian-based organization. Uh, Their servers crashed. Uh, because they, they, unfortunately they weren't ready. So rumble, uh, <laughs> says we got the infrastructure, we can help you. And they're getting that back up and running. Way Just to go, be careful Dan where you donate to. Just yeah. And- to go, Dan. Okay. When, when you see a trucker, right. You think of, you know, these are blue collar guys, absolutely blue collar guys. These guys make a, a good deal of money. They work very, very hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're gone from their families and everything that we've, we've touched on this on other episodes and how much we appreciate these guys. Everything that you touch, everything in your home didn't get there on a magic carpet. It got there on a tractor trailer. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, here's, here's the other thing, too. They have very simple demands. Stop the mandates. Knock it off with the man- mandated uh, vaccines. No more masks. And they want to live free. That's really it. That's right. They were talking about Trudeau resigning. I don't know if they're going to get that. But Trudeau has still flood the area he's not engaged anything he's he's shown the opposite of what a leader should be um so you know we'll have to see but it seems to be having an effect around the world you know the united kingdom uh others i mentioned finland they're abandoning these regulations whether it's because they're worried about losing their power and control or they don't want to deal with uh infrastructure issues who knows but they are cutting down on, on on these mandates. So it seems to be going in the right direction. I wish it would hurry up in the U.S., but remember, everything that happens in the U.S. takes about six months, no, six weeks to six months, depending on the how fast they want it, uh, to yeah. trickle down here to the United States. So, Well, the evidence would suggest mm-hmm. that Johns Hopkins came out with a study. This was an economic study, by the way. Yes. yes, and then there was a little bit of health consequence study mm-hmm. in there too, but yep. not not a ton. It was more of an economic and, right. and psychosocial uh, study that um, you know Johns Hopkins. You know, let's let's follow the science, right? Yep. Hey, this is science right here, right, right now, everyone. Here is we go. Johns Hopkins is Johns Hopkins a credible source? I would say yes. I would say absolutely. Okay, so Johns Hopkins concluded that because of the lockdowns and everything, and, and everybody has to understand what's going on here. There was only a point zero point two percent reduction in deaths due to the extreme lockdown measures that have been taken anywhere. Let's okay? let oh time stop. That right there is clear evidence that the lockdowns did not work. This exclusion six feet apart, not going anywhere, staying out of restaurants, bad. Didn't work. It was bad policy. Not only was it bad policy, that's that's just the definition of let's make some stuff up. And right. hope it pans out. And and in the process, let's stomp all over everybody's rights uh, for the greater good. Well, there was no greater good here. 0.2% is statistically insignificant. That's right. Because you cannot attribute 0.2% to anything specific. Right. That is a variable. Right. Severe so, psychological damage. That's Depression, right. anxiety, la- lack of esteem, self-esteem. I mean, we can go on, but oh, let's right. just suffice it to say there was severe damage psychologically to everyone who was forced to stay in their house past two weeks because that was the deal. Two weeks to sh- slow the spread, 
and yep. they went past that and they took advantage and that's the that's the consequence of that decision in healthcare policy. Well, that's right. This was insane. Look at the financial damage that's been done around this country, oh. around this world. The financial damage is is immense. Mm. You know, all these small business owners, you know, why is it, you know, we we've asked the question before and everybody here has heard it before. Now is the time to challenge the leaders in this this so-called leaders in this country. Mm-hmm. These mask mandates, the the capacity limits, the the you have to close. You can't sit in a restaurant, but you can walk in the door with your mask, but you take your mask off when you're sitting and back. And, it's all ridiculousness. Right. Look at the look at the financial damage. Okay, I live in a place where people take the train back and forth to Washington, D.C. to go to work. Mm-hmm. Before all of this crap happened, the parking lots and the commuter lots were absolutely jam-packed full of people. You couldn't get a spot. You take the train into work, and the trains were packed, and you come home, do your thing. What does that What does that do for work and the productive work? Everyone wants you working at home. and it, it, You know, working at home is not healthy. Uh, working at home is fine if you're in the commercial space. If you're in the private sector, I think it's fine because there are real expectations and there are real metrics that you're that you're measured yeah. by. What I get concerned with is the government workers or the teachers even mm. that have been working from home. I, I, I know teachers that only had to work two hours a day for two years. Mm. No I, wonder why they don't want to go back to school. Well, I, I'm looking at it more from the the psychological a- aspect of going to work, you get up, you have a purpose. You got to get dressed. You got to get to drive in. You get to go to work, get out of the house, change the environment, do your work and go home. There is something about not having everything centralized in one place. It gives you some variety in my opinion. I would beg to differ with you as somebody who's telecommuted for a while in their life. I got to tell you something going back and forth to an office when you Mm -hmm. can do the same work from home is, is really, that's a double-edged sword. I agree exactly Mm -hmm. with what you're saying that it's good mentally to take a break and get a change of scenery. But when you want to talk about in the private sector, doing productive work Mm -hmm. and not wasting time, telecommuting is a great option. It's very effective. Mm. But you're right. You do need to get out and you have to have that discipline to go change your scenery and move around a little bit. But I would argue, though, I would argue that you get more work out of people because they don't know when to stop because they're home. So when they're in their office, they're going to be working late at night and through the night, you know, because things got to get done. So you don't have an off switch. So you find yourself doing more work for less income. So well, to me, that's a negative. Your, your hourly rate goes down, but your right. your salary remains the same. Your hourly rate goes down mm-hmm. uh, because you're spreading that work across more hours. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're trusting the science, why are we not listening to Johns Hopkins? Why didn't everybody, after the study came out from Johns Hopkins, say, "Look, we were wrong. Let's re let's redo this whole thing. Let's refocus our efforts and let's make a correction." Because oh, they, can't. they can't. They can't. They, they can't admit they're wrong. Well, that would take that would mean Alpha that they have to admit they're wrong. They and have they never to say will. that that's that's number one. So they're never going to admit they're wrong. Number two, you're never going to see you're not going to see them give our give what they took away back. They took our freedoms away. They're not going to give them back to us because they have control over us now. I know that sounds a little tinfoil hatish, but guess what? That's the bottom line. They took the power away. They took our rights away. 
That's right. Well, okay. And and another issue that we really need to talk about is, you know, why is why are our community leaders, our so-called you know leaders, still pushing boosters and masks when neither have been proven to be effective at all? It's it's another. They got to they got to finish up the the money. They got to pay off the pharma companies for nobody's buying it anymore. Right. Because everybody got sick. Mm-hmm. Everybody either got Delta or Omicron since Christmas, and everybody was sick. And I've got news for you. There were people that were now the Johns Hopkins study says natural immunity should count. Mm-hmm. Okay. So moving on. Well, we're 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 still following the science, right? Mm. <laughs> you know, you and I are following the science, Alpha. Absolutely. We're the Mask. only ones following the science right now because we're yeah, right. we're considered tinfoil hatters. My 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 new bestest friend from Costco, a a molecular microbiologist mm. with his PhD, you know, and his <laughs> and his his doctorates and his his MD. Yeah, he's a real underachiever. Uh, he said all of this stuff was just theater. And there was never any hope of stopping it with anything. So right. there are people out there that are smart enough to understand these things. And we're not the smartest people in the room, but there are a lot of smart people out there with the credentials to say, what the hell are you doing? And they didn't listen to them. They just kept right on going. You cannot resist. You cannot comply your way out of tyranny. That's right. You have to resist. Right. I'm not doing it anymore. Right. All right. So I'm, I'm there with you. I'm there yeah. with you. Well, in Israel, yeah, they've got pretty much the highest compliance rate of vaccinations anywhere in the world, right? And that's where we're getting this from, that these vaccines yeah. don't work. And, you know, they stopped doing it. I think they dropped the booster mandates, and I think they're they're wising up. But that was the best study that they had, you know, right. of numbers, and, and or maybe they were the control group. I don't know. It's kind of hard to say. Well, a lot of people got sick, even though they were yeah. vax boosted, blah, blah, blah. It didn't it, it, it just didn't work out real well right. for them. They had a very high number of people that were sick. So I believe that they have pretty much abandoned that that uh, that strategy. Yeah. You know, you've got the Stacey Abrams, Gavin Newsom's, the mayor of L.A., Garchetti and whatever mm-hmm. the hell he is. They, they're at the they're at the football game without masks on. You've got. You've got Stacey Abrams uh, amongst the uh, amongst the children uh, mm. without her mask, and all the kids have their masks on. You know, this is this is total. This is theater. What, what, theater. what does that prove to anyone that has a thinking mind to say you're sitting there without a mask on? All the kids behind you have to have their mask on. Are you feeling good about yourself, Abrams? Are you really feeling good about yourself that you don't have to wear a mask, but all the kids do? What kind of what kind of example? What kind of leadership are you setting when you have that kind of example where you're not doing what they're doing? You the leadership to me, this is elitism. This is hundred percent not someone that I would follow. I have no respect for, and not someone that I take any give any any credibility to because of the unwillingness to do what she says she wants you to do. And it's that contagious and that dangerous. Why aren't you wearing a mask? That well, that too. Everyone else to mask. I mean, if it's if it's really that serious, where's your mask? You know, and and the children are very dangerous because they're not vaccinated. Where's uh, your mask? Look, the kids can spread to. viruses. They've been they they, oh, they were termed a petri dish. I get it. Oh my but you god! Know what? Absolutely. But that's their immune how, systems that's how are society young. Works right. Their their immune systems are young. 
They're they're oh. vibrant. Don't worry. Take the mask off these kids already for crying well, out done, loud. You've done more harm to these kids than good because now they're going to have fragile immune systems. Nah, the damage is already done, unfortunately. The damage is done and it sucks. You know, you're you're bleaching your children every day uh, for no reason whatsoever. You've OD'd them on on freaking hand sanitizer. They're not they're not getting the exposure to the things that you and I got exposure to as children. Crying out loud, I'm pretty sure that there's nothing that can kill me. There's, there's, uh, there's something to say about playing in the dirt and eating dirt. Absolutely. Okay. Sounds gross, but guess what? It's good for you. Let me ask a question and you'll know the answer to this. Who are the people that survived the smallpox outbreaks? Uh, let me think here. The people that milked cows. Yes. Because they were exposed to cowpox. Exactly. And manure and all sorts of other mm -hmm. things all the time. Who doesn't get salmonella? Anybody that raises chickens. Da, 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 That's da, da, right. Okay. So your natural immune system is the most powerful thing in the universe. And we have completely hit the reset button on that for these children. I'm very afraid of the resurgence in, in childhood diseases that are going to come out. You're gonna Not to mention... Have you noticed that peanut allergies are going crazy? You can't have peanuts on a plane if someone's allergic to it because of the oils. You can't keep a kid in a sterile environment. I you know, how are you going to understand what a facial, you know, when you smile at someone, they're going to be scared because you smiled at them? I mean, what? It's, it's nuts. What I mean by that is they're going to make a big, you're going to see a, a surge in, and they're going to make a bit, very big statement about childhood illnesses when this is over and mm -hmm. how all these kids are getting really, really, really sick with, with very serious things where something that had they been exposed to it early on and they had been the, uh, you know, not isolated and sterilized to within an inch of their life, they've wiped out their normal flora. Mm -hmm. And these kids are going to be susceptible to things that normally they would have fought off. You're going to have a higher rate of illness in these children. What, and what and looking at all those data points and everything, why all the uh, diversion from what people want? My theory is, is that there's clear data that globalists, so who are globalists in my definition, party of Davos type people, World Economic Forum, the elites, um, talking, uh, um, you know, uh, Zuckerberg and uh, you're talking about uh, Bill Gates and all these people that have a lot of money, a lot of time on their hands. Uh, I'd even put Tesla, who's um, Elon Musk in there. Um, why? Because they want to control and impose their worldview and their values over everyone. And that's that's just me. The truckers uh, in, in America, where we have, um, you know, the Constitution um, is a foundation that's protecting us. Uh, there I'm considering the Americans and the truckers and the people rising up as kryptonite to their, their plan. They're, they're not going to be able to get anywhere with this. Um, you know, people are yearning to be free and they do not want any part of this great reset because a few people want to control. So that'll be a topic for another day. We'll get, we'll dive into that a little bit more. Uh, just something to think about. You Fair know. enough. I agree with you. I think that there's a greater force at play, um, and I think it's a world play. Mm -hmm. I think that everybody, I don't think it was a coincidence that uh, everybody in around the world was somewhat coordinated in their overreaction to things. Mm -hmm. 
but you know, I, I want to talk a little bit about the lockdowns here and my, my hypothesis on, mm-hmm. on why, you know, when you're locking people down, first of all, you, you quarantine, people call the quarantine. You, you don't quarantine healthy people. That thing. <laughs> you do not quarantine healthy people. You quarantine the sick or the very vulnerable. Okay. This was all about control and division from the very, very beginning. Why? It's really easier, a lot easier to get reelected when and, and keep power when you scare the crap out of people and you offer them the solution. I'm going to be the savior, which is what Joe Biden did, right? I'm going to kill the virus, blah, 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 blah. Okay. He did not. It was... A, a scared population using fear and division, the mass, the unmasked, the vax, the anti-vaxxers, and, and continually going after people and dividing people, it's, it's much easier to rule people and control them when they're afraid, right? I agree, 100%. Much more easily influenced. Now, what I'm scared of and and what I need to, what unfortunately... We're going to have to put our hands around as time passes. And, and I mm-hmm. think it's going to be some time before we fully understand the consequences of everything that we've done here. And, and I'm going to say we've done because we, the patriots, we, the freedom lovers, we allowed this to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when you go out in public and everybody's wearing a mask because there's a little sign on a door, when everybody knows it's theater, that means everybody is complying. Okay. You cannot comply your way out of tyranny. Right. It's going to be interesting to see what was really happening when we've all been looking away and we've been focused on masks and vaccinations and division. Right. What opportunity did that create? What blind spot did that create? Was it the schools so they could push CRT? Was it the schools where they could push, you know, their transgender agenda? Was it the touchy feely stuff instead of fact and, and, and not fact? We're going to we're going to live with the consequences of this and the financial ramifications for the rest of our lives. Mm. And I'm not so sure it was worth it. I, I agree with you on that. In the coming weeks, we're going to keep coming back to some of the stories that uh, you should be paying attention to, but are a little below the fold. And we'll bring you some detail on that. Keep your eyes open for that. Uh, you can find us on Getter and locals uh find us at your favorite podcast outlet uh you can find our getter getter pages at at alpha sierra 288 and at bravo golf 592 we'd like to hear from you you can shoot us a note at sig 50 podcast at protonmail.com drop us a note there and we'd like to thank our soldiers sailors and airmen our first responders, firemen, police, and frontline medical workers for being the heroes that they are. And you truckers out there, we really appreciate you too. So keep on trucking. Keep on trucking, boys. And when they and when they uh and when they stop you from trucking and doing your thing, you do your thing. <laughs> All right. So thanks a lot, everybody, for listening and uh have a great week and uh stay safe out there. Take care, everyone. Again, thanks for listening. This is the end of our Signal 50 transmission.